Welcome to the Vinda Nation podcast. As always, this is Billy Hollowell, and I'm joined by the one, the only Lucas Miles. How you doing, what, Lucas? What? Hey, I'm doing good. <laughs> All right, so episode six. I don't even okay, like there's nothing else we can say to start here outside of what is going on with Wayne Harvey. That was insane at the start of the episode. Yeah, so episode five was a lot of setup. You know, we're setting up stuff with Tomlinson. We're setting stuff up with Anthony. We're setting up, obviously, this moment with Wayne Harvey. And I have to make a plug here because we've been doing a little bit of renovations to our house. And I've been watching these because our house has kind of been torn up a little bit, mostly just on my phone. But I just got the new TV installed. And uh, one of the first things I did was set up PureFlix on the on the smart TV. And I was able to kind of sit down and watch episode six like, big screen, you know, lights off, like really enjoy the full experience. And it was awesome. So uh, just a huge plug there for, you know, everybody, uh, you know, getting that that subscription to Pure Flix. I just think that this is some great content and it just felt like, you know, any other kind of movie night or great show night. So but with that, let's kind of dive in here. Look at you. Look at you renovating your house and putting up a giant TV to watch Pure Flix. I love it. So, yeah. All right. So like Wayne Harvey we see him at the end of episode five, and we were wondering in our last podcast episode what in the world is going to happen. I'm not going to lie. I thought Wayne was going to be a little loopy and put his gun away and go home. Like, that's what I thought. But that's not what happens. Wayne knocks on the door. What were you thinking when he knocked on the door? Well, I like that, first off, that Travis, you see his, like, awareness. Like, he hears the car roll up. He knows that something is, like, out of the ordinary before it even happens. And we're kind of set up for that with, with the end of episode five. And so here we have, you know, kind of this standoff. And it's interesting, like if I was Travis, I would have probably talked to Wayne, you know, to see what was going on in the situation. But I would have I would have stepped outside with him. I would have said, hey, you know what? Why don't we just step outside? Um, and and I think that, you know, it's an interesting situation to see that he brought him into the house. So at what level he was maybe thinking that this was going to go south, we don't know for sure. but obviously. It went south pretty quickly. Well, yeah, it, it went way south. And it's interesting because when when Wayne, you know, is like, I'm sorry to arrive unannounced like this. Mind if I come in? I'm like, if I'm in my robe, like hanging out at home. Yeah, I mind if you come in. You're also I wouldn't even let you come into my house. I, I wouldn't let night. you come in on a good day. I mean, so so here we are. We've got him. Come, I mean, I'm thinking say no. Right. Like I like say like right. you're saying go outside and talk to him. Um, It did feel like Travis knew that that like it felt like he knew that this was a weird situation i think as it's unfolding and even before the gun comes out it seems like he has a, a real sense that okay this Something is real here yeah yeah right. this is this is not this is this is a this is somebody who is in distress and that's where like the cop skills kick in right and that he is he's relying on his training he's and but you just saw like how calm he was in the midst of that even when the gun came out you know, this is probably not the first time that he's had a gun, you know, pointed at him and he knows how to kind of talk his way through a situation. And and, you know, really, you saw the combination of sort of his police skills along with his faith that helped disarm the situation, which I thought was, you know, pretty cool. Right. And so he's able to talk him off the ledge. But before that happens, was any part of you like. So Becky emerges in her robe as well because it's nighttime and she's like, does anybody want any coffee? And you're thinking like Becky's just one of those people. She always tries to fill the void with something positive, right? Even when it's like there's chaos going on. And I actually really love the actors, you know, who play these roles because as a husband and wife, the way they look at each other, like she's given him the look and he's given her the look like you better go pray, right? He doesn't have to say yeah. you better go do, because this is not good. But was any part of you while Becky's behind the door listening 
folding her hands and you know she's praying, were you like, um, Becky, call 911? Like, <laughs> 100%. Was any part of you thinking that? Like, why 100%. are you not taking action right now? Yeah, at least call like one of the other detectives, you know, over there to say, hey, you know what? I don't know if this is a full on emergency, but maybe you stop by the house tonight, you know, and just see what's yeah. going on. Like Wacky um, Wayne is here and he is, you know, having a meltdown yes. a little bit. But but then maybe I also thought like Becky knows her husband. Right. So like after I thought that, I'm like, wow, she actually must have a lot of confidence in knowing not only the power of prayer, but but believing that he's going to be able to handle this. And in the end, he was able to handle it. So it was pretty it was pretty interesting to see that. Yeah. When she was like, I'm going to go, you know, you want me to make coffee? And she's and he's just like why don't you go back to bed? I'm just like, go to bed, Becky, <laughs> go to bed. Like, yeah, like get you do out not want to be involved in this, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, you need to get out of that room. Step out very quickly. <laughs> so, all right. So we have that scenario and it, and it wraps up. And as soon as that wraps up, I mean, it's like Travis wasn't even that phased by, it. he goes to work and then we move into this new crisis, which is this creepy photographer, Randall Murphy, right? Yeah. And there's this, the big, the big city reporters there kind of covering it and, and, you know, in his office when he gets there. And so, I found I found the case interesting and you know again spoilers we've already been giving spoilers but if you're if you're entering <laughs> into this and you haven't watched episode 6 yet we're going to have even more spoilers here but you've got you've got this photographer they can't find anything on him everyone everyone is pretty much okay with what they've done essentially even though they seem uncomfortable there's there's no criminal activity until they find these VHS tapes right and and then it was so interesting to me and, and so tragic because these things happen in real life. They happen all the time. This guy was secretly recording people. And it was it was really tragic to watch people realize they were victims when they had no idea they were being secretly recorded changing their clothes, right? I don't know, like just watching that, you really feel for these people who are kind of coming into that reality. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they did they did a really good job of of kind of creating that realism with this episode. And and honestly, like this is this is probably the edgiest episode so far this season. You know, this this might have been an episode that if you have maybe kids that are on the younger side that typically watch this with you, where, you know, it it kind of pushed those conversations a little bit more. But the reality is kids are facing these things and whether it's actually showing up and getting invited to a photo shoot or just, you know, having people sort of, you know, kind of this this predator type behavior online. You know, this is a real cultural issue that I think is worth a family conversation over. And and I think they handled it very well. The creators of the show just handled it very well uh, to kind of set that up of and, and really showing that, you know, a lot of the, the you know, both the, the, the male that was there and the, the girls that were showing up, you know, they weren't necessarily showing up for you know, they, they didn't want to be taken advantage of. They didn't want to show up for kind of these nefarious, you know, sort of reasons or anything like that. But here you have this individual that's that's taking it, you know, that appears to be sort of taking advantage of them, you know, through this process. Um, and I think it's very, uh, you know, very um, timely with where our culture is. Well, and you saw a lot of those girls and, and the guy react, you know, there was a lot of emotion when they realized I was I was a victim, that this is something that was going on. This guy was violating the trust. It, it may have felt weird um, in the moment, but and it actually was because there was something really terrible going on. And so it was sad to watch that. But I loved the scene with uh, the one girl who said, I'm not a victim of anything, right? The, the blonde girl who had really been mm, kind of tough yes. throughout this whole thing. And Travis takes the badge and puts it on the table and says, I'm going to talk to you like a dad. Like, I'm going to give you that. And he right. just gives her this amazing message and she's in tears, you know, about her value. And 
there's a message there about social media too, that you know, social media is kind of this fake world. It's, it's a pretend world. That's what Travis calls it. And, and I just, I love that conversation because so many young people, there's even reports out this week about, you know, fa- Facebook and Instagram and some of the things that the impact it's having on young people and their perception of themselves. So I thought that was a really great conversation to be had in the midst of this show. And it's, it's hard with social media to, you know, even as, as, you know, content creators like we are, and we're out here, you know, using, you know, attempting to use social media for, for good, for the kingdom, for, you know, for good conversations, for, you know, moving the message forward, all these sorts of things. There's always that challenge of, you know, balancing kind of utilizing this for the kingdom and also, you know, trying to really buffer the negative effect of just the, the, the otherness of social media and how it, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, can can affect all of us in many ways. And so I think that that's a conversation that needs to be started, you know, very early on uh, with with kids, especially as they're starting to utilize social media. And I see so many parents that just kind of, you know, they hand the kid the tablet and they just they don't even think about what they might be seeing or what's on there. And this episode is just a great reminder that we have to be diligent in these matters and that I love that, like as you mentioned, that fatherly talk by Travis. And I think that like every kid in America needs to talk like that right now, um, you know, as as with what all we're facing just kind of collectively as a culture. Absolutely. And then you have almost this motherly conversation going on between Becky and Anthony, right? And that's outside of this scenario where they're talking about dating in the house and all of these uncomfortable conversations. You know, he's an adult, but yeah, he's staying in their house and he wants to have a girl over. And what does that look like? You know, and and so that was interesting to also watch. There was a lot of sort of this parental challenge and parental advice going on in the midst of all of this, uh, which is one of the things I love about Vindication is the multiple strains of storyline that are happening within these characters' lives. And they're such basic, normal things, but they're really challenging things. And and I, I love getting a chance to see that. I, I absolutely. I, I agree completely. And, you know, it's, you, know, you could tell it was awkward. And we, we've had people live with us before and, you know, taking people in from, you know, from the church or from the community. And, and you know, Christy and I don't have kids. And so we've, we've done that, you know, uh, fairly frequently throughout our, you know, marriage. And, and, you know, it's, it's always tough kind of establishing those, those, um, those guidelines and boundaries within the house. But I think Becky's absolutely right in doing so and kind of having those conversations and you know you can you can feel the awkwardness as she's doing that but it just is it's a great reminder that you know although conversations at times are awkward it doesn't mean they shouldn't be had and uh, so kudos kudos to her and Travis for really stepping up in uh, in that those parenthood roles uh, in this episode all right so as we round out to the end of the Vindination podcast we have got to address something we started to talk about in episode 5 of the podcast and that is Tomlinson who has proven himself from what we can tell in this scenario, he's talking about covering up what happened with this photographer and the implications for the landlord, you know, of the building where this all went on, covering that up. And and he's like, it'll be even easier when I'm chief to cover these things up. I mean, what a jerk it seems like. Yeah, I mean, it seemed to imply that the, you know, that the photographer was not, you know, I mean, he was not fully in this by himself. And the landlord was was possibly, you know, part of this situation to some degree. And mm-hmm. and so it, it left a lot of questions with that, but it did not leave a question about Tomlinson. Really, we saw uh, uh, we right. saw kind of a dark side come out there. And maybe there's some other twist that we're not seeing. I don't see how there could be, but I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, because we don't know. But I will say it made me wonder too when 
Travis was talking to those women and to the guy and saying that these videos might be used in ways you don't want them to be. People might see things you don't want them to see. It made me wonder, is this a bigger operation, right? Is it, right. Is it just the creepy photographer, Randall, or is there something bigger going on with these videos, right? Where they're being, and, you know, so is this kind of like Sold an operation? Or yes, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, listen, this has been great. As always, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Vinda Nation podcast, Lucas. Looking forward to episode seven. Thanks, Billy. We'll be back next week. Tune in, head over to pureflix.com and watch Vindication today. See you next week.